Hey everybody, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. This week I've got Alan Meyerson on the show. He is the Executive Creative Director at Group 360 Worldwide here in town. Um, and he is the 30-year vet of our business. Worked on all kinds of big clients. He's won all the big awards. Um, and he leads a big old creative team down there at 360. Um, originally he's from New York. Had his own agency there for 20 years. Uh, but I got the impression that slowly over time we're working on him with our uh, Midwestern decency and politeness and uh, all things St. Louis Cardinals. But I think you can certainly hear the uh, New York bravado in our talk. I met him for the first time at the Addies a few weeks back. Liked what he had to say about talent, teams, the creative process. Lots of good stuff in here. So enjoy my conversation with Alan. So, yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah, it's a beautiful absolutely. space. Great to have you here. Yeah. So, yeah, what have I been doing? I've been, when I left Momentum, I went to Cool Fire. Okay. And that was my first stop right. after Momentum. Um, and I left Momentum at a time, it was kind of, I was tired of laying everyone off. Yeah. That's just what yeah, it was. It's a shitty place to be. Yeah, it's a shitty place to be. Yeah. Have you been in that position before? Of course. I've been doing this for over 30 years. Yeah. Of course I've been there. Yeah. And it just seemed like it was, I'd been there for 10 years and, uh, just a good, it just felt like the right time to leave. And yeah, I kind of Jerry Maguire'd my way out of that yeah, yeah, building. Yeah. I had a, good. yeah, whatever. It was one of those moments. And yeah, I look back, I'm like, I don't know if that was good, bad. I think it all was for the right reasons. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it all worked out, I think. I don't know how momentum's doing. You know, I don't know either. Um, yeah. But you've got a lot of good talent from there. Um, so that's, you know, I don't know what that am, says. As I think I might have mentioned when we did that little thing back a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, we've really changed a lot in terms of who we are today versus, you know, way back when. And um, I'm really blessed to be able to have, you know, some of the people that we have, some mm-hmm. of the people you've worked with. I yeah. think you know, you know, yeah. the caliber of that talent. Yep. Um, it's, you know, it's, gosh, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, to not only work with talented people, but to work with good people is pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it speaks a lot to who you are if talent wants to come work for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I, I think so. I think yeah. it's definitely an expression of who we are. Yeah. Our teams are certainly an extension of who we are. Yeah. And hopefully, at the very least, the values that you know you bring and that are mm-hmm. important to you are sort of broadcast out, out there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're about trying to do the right thing, always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. We don't necessarily win all the time because of it, but it's okay. I mean, the president of our company talks a lot about um, a comfortable pillow and, and how important that is. And, yeah. you know, kind of putting your head down on the pillow every night and knowing that you fought the good fight and yeah. you're doing the right thing yeah. is a pretty comfortable pillow. Yeah, you know? yeah. And in a business that sometimes isn't comfortable or very up and down mm-hmm. to try to build that it seems when I look when I come walking here I've not been in this space but it feels it's an amazing space I mean this is absolutely beautiful it feels big how many people are working here we have the organization has um, here in the US 
about 480 wow. people, and this building is just shy of 300. Okay. So this I is can a tell big you, shop. This is a big shop. It's probably the biggest in St. Louis, wouldn't We you are the, the largest independent agency, if you want to categorize us as an agency, certainly in St. Louis, yeah. and I believe in the Midwest, wow. to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, good. thanks. I mean, and, it's a lot of people who've made it happen. Yeah, well, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, and you've been here for about eight years, seven years? Going on eight years. Okay. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, and you came. You're uh, you came from a firm that you were at that you started. Yep. And is this yep. Yep. you're a New Yorker? I am indeed. East Coaster. Where? What part of? The, uh, so I grew. I grew up in New York City. Okay. Um, I went to college in New York City. Okay. I worked for a lot of uh, probably the same sort of places you did too. A lot of large agencies. Yeah. And decided that one day I'm going to start my own thing. Okay. Because I know better than everybody else, right? <laughs> Don't, isn't that why we always do it? That's we right. always do it for the wrong reasons. Right. And you quickly find out that to be able to be in a position to sign paychecks for people each yeah. and every week yeah. requires you now to, uh, you know, be concerned about things you may not otherwise have been concerned right. about. Right, right. Uh, but we had a, I would say we had a really, really good run. Okay. Um, two partners. Yeah. 23 years. Yeah. yeah. Just to give you some perspective. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good run. It, and it you is. guys were young guys. Oh, yeah. We yeah, had like, no business doing some of the things <laughs> we were doing. Right. Uh, incredibly lucky to a certain degree. Talented. I think for as talented as we were, the fact that we were as green as we were and as stupid as we were helped because you just didn't know any better. The thinking was always, particularly when you're younger, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just go get, go get a job. Yeah. Right. Before you know it, you've got, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, almost 70 people working for you families and now all of a sudden it becomes serious and now all the things that sort of got you there you're afraid to do yeah and it changes the paradigm all of a sudden things change in terms of how you look at the business yeah and so um yeah over time to, to give you a little perspective and i think you'll appreciate this in i think it was 2005 i should have looked it up before you came up 2005 ish i could be off a year or two ed age ranked us as i think number 14 in the country Wow. And the perspective is momentum was 16. Okay. So it gives you sort of an idea. Now, yeah. I get it that the way AdH does these yeah. things is a bit nebulous at sure. times, but we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. But the point is we were we were working on pretty large business. Um, you know, you get to a point where, all right, it's time to either buy somebody, be bought, or merge with other organizations. I had two partners who were a little older than me, incredibly comfortable with the way things were. And so... Here I am. I'm, I quit the agency that I started. Gotcha. So, you know. Do you regret that or is that... No, not at all. Good. I tell you, the thing that I regret is not doing it maybe three, four, wow. five, six years earlier, wow. to tell you the truth. Are they still in business? <sighs> they, they are, but not yeah. the same. It's yeah. just not the same organization as yeah. it was. Yeah. Now, the problem with doing things like that is a lot of people don't understand sort of the inside dynamics of what you're trying to do. And so you get blamed. And I'm sure you've mm -hmm. gotten a little bit of this in your own sure. past life. You get blamed for the downfall of an agency yep. when, in fact, um, maybe it wasn't necessarily uh, your fault. Yeah. Why did you leave us? Why did you do this to us, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it's, it's funny. Creative leaders at agencies uh, and my friend... I've heard this Brad Carson talks about this. You're kind of like hockey coaches. You know what I'm saying? They're They're... And, and I guess when you're the founder of an agency, it's a little different. But you are you get a, you get probably get too much credit. <laughs> you probably get too much sure. blame, or you yeah. know. And it's a it's a tough job to have, and you only have two or three years to make a difference if you just come in and do it. 
and then you're going to move on and they have someone else and it's just kind of this this tough place to be in I guess it is it um is. But it, I, I wonder, just looking at, you started this agency and you built it, I mean, was it called CCM? It was it? called CCM. Yeah. That's correct. I was the M. Yeah, you were the M. I was the M. There you go. Right. So your name's just on the show, door. Yeah, just to show you, I mean, yeah. just the arrogance of naming <laughs> your company after yourself. I mean, you'd never do that nowadays because yeah. you just wouldn't do that. There were better reasons, better better names, if you will. Yeah. But back in the day, you sort of look at the J. Walter Thompsons, the Y&Rs, and, and you go, fuck, man, I'm going to name my agency after me. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Right. That's so but, funny. Yeah. And then I assume this place found you. You found this place looking for... It's just strange, strange things. How this I happened? Mean, it's just, yeah. I, I was not looking for St. Louis, trust okay. me. And yeah. It's not a knock on St. Louis, no. but coming from New York, yeah. um, one of the things that I wanted to do after I left was, you know, sort of figure out, so where am I going to go mm-hmm. now in my life? What I did not want to do was work for a big, large agency. I wasn't okay. necessarily interested in that. Okay. Don't need to tell you all the reasons why. Sure. None of that was of interest to me. Mm-hmm. I had been getting calls from friends, come work with us, come work for us. Did not want to work for, for friends. I would say the, probably the biggest mistake I made, looking back on it all, was just starting an agency with partners. I just wish you I randomly, did Random guys that you didn't know? No, no, guys I, who I worked okay, with. Okay, so they were friends. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear when you do something like yeah, that. And you say, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to have two guys who are going to be scared along with me, yeah, right? Yeah, And so now I only have to worry about 33 cents, and each one of them will worry about 33 cents each. And so there's a lot of comfort in knowing that you've got people around you with the same fear. Looking back on it, I should have just started it, did it, and would probably still be there today. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So I'm trying to sort of figure out what I want. And I got a phone call from a headhunter yeah. who spoke to somebody who knew me. They were looking, this organization was looking for somebody to build a strategic and creative front end to what was very much an executional type of situation. Yeah. Get the phone call. Um, hey, uh, heard about you. Yeah, let's talk. St. Louis, never heard of the place, not yeah. interested. Yeah. Um, I remember coming home that night. My wife asked, you know, just... Yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, how'd it go? What's going on? I tell her, she goes, that sounds... What they're trying to do sounds exactly like what you've been trying to do. Yeah. And these were my exact words. I apologize for the language, but it's fucking St. Louis. <laughs> Never heard of these people. It's right. fucking St. Louis. Where is this place? It's a yeah. flyover state. And I, you know, I certainly... Uh, no ill will to St. Louis, but no. it's just... No. <laughs> so my wife, being the... Truly the brains behind the right. Myerson family As they usually are. Uh, said, well, what's the matter with St. Louis? Yeah. I, Do you know anything about St. Louis? You, no, yeah. I know nothing about St. Louis <laughs> at all, except that it indexes at 100 when it comes to research, which should tell you a lot about St. Louis. In any event, she says, why don't you just call the guy and find out what it's about? It sounds exactly what you've been talking about for mm-hmm. years in terms of really trying to integrate all services, mm-hmm. not just the cool, sexy ones, but right. everything. And uh, so I figured, fine, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, uh, meeting and speaking with people who um, are also from big agencies, Thompson, Chicago, mm-hmm. et cetera, and uh, talking the same thing I'm talking. So three days of meeting with people, all of a sudden now I'm all in, and we're on our way to St. Louis. That's awesome. It's, so it didn't take long. Uh, it, it did not take long. Yeah. That was the scary part. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really strange. I had gotten a... Uh, I had gotten an offer, it was a very generous offer, and came home, told my wife about it, and I said, we're going to take a week to think about this, this is a big deal here. And so my wife says, all right, I'll think about it, you think about it, and let's just sort of come to some kind of conclusion. 
I remember going into the city, riding on the subway in New York. And um, if you've been on the subway in New York during rush hour, you know it's it's ass to ass, yeah. shoulder to shoulder, nuts to butts, as they it's say. Nuts to absolutely one hundred percent. And all of us, I get a seat. I never get a seat, and I'm sitting down, and I got butts in. I got the yeah. whole deal in yeah. my face. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the train just shakes in a certain way, and it's like you know the Red Sea parted, uh-huh. and there's this guy sitting right across from me, uh-huh. and he's wearing a St. Louis Cardinals baseball cap uh-huh. on a New York City subway. Now you don't see that. Right. You just don't see that. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, all right, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I immediately get out of the train, call my wife, and say, you're not going to believe. And as soon as I say you're not going to believe, she says, you are not going to believe what just happened to me. Right. What happened to you? So she's cleaning up the house, doing whatever she's doing. She turned on the TV for background music, and guess what's playing? Uh, St. Louis Cardinal baseball game. Pretty close. <laughs> Meet me in St. Louis. Oh, you're kidding. So right then and there, this you know we gave ourselves a week to figure it out. It was twelve hours later, wow. and we were like, "All right, universe let's just do it. aligned." Yeah, how that's strange. crazy. That was so, very strange. That's awesome. So I have a couple questions. On yeah, that. sure. So in the big in the big picture, what was you know you've now come you've now been here. Mm-hmm. Has yep. this city like embraced you, loved you, talent? Has you be completely? I don't know. know. I think that um, where are you at with it? Well, one of the good next. I always think an outsider coming yeah. into a city can really see. Right. What we can't say. Sure. What natives of St. Louis can't say. Um, I can tell you this. I mean, there are certain revelations um, for sure. The the New York way of going about things, the New York attitude mm-hmm. versus the Midwestern attitude is very real. Okay. Um, I can sit in a room now and be pretty comfortable, but to sit in a room with a bunch of creative people from the Midwest when I first got here yeah. and explain to them that I'm not happy with the work yeah. and we need to get to a different place yeah. and provide you know, some substantive reasons and have a conversation about the work immediately in the Midwest becomes an attack on them as a person. Yeah, they take it personally. 100%. Yeah. Versus New York, New York like, ah, whatever, yeah, man. I mean, People will fight with you about their thoughts and ideas, but then you go have a beer and it's all good. Here, um, what I noticed is, yeah, it's, you don't like me, do you? (laughs) No, I happen to love you. Let's go party. I mean, I'd love to hang out with you at a bar. Right. I just don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't like this because you don't like me. Right. I mean, I've been told that. Yeah. No. No. no, You're you're completely wrong. The truth is a hard thing, I think, in uh, the Midwest for people to sort of deal with. Okay. So I would say, for me personally, that's that's something that I've sort of had to deal with uh-huh. and chose not to deal with, okay. quite frankly. So you've just, you've like said, this is kind of... This, this is, is what it is, man. That's how I'm doing Get, it. Yeah. This is the way we're going to do it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have to do it this way. And um, I think everybody, for the most part, is pretty cool with that. Yeah. I still run into trouble every once in a while, yeah. but... Um, you know, you've seen the caliber of some of the people that we have here, yeah. and I think they're at a, a stage in their careers where they sort of get. They're it okay with this, exactly. They're big. They're big yeah, people. One hundred percent. Yeah, you do, and you do. I mean, it's funny walking around here. It's like, oh my goodness, you've got a stable. Yeah, yeah, we really have some really, people. really great people. And we couldn't have, we couldn't have attracted some of these people when I first got here. Yeah, um, we just. So yeah, so we, tell me about that's the other thing. Sure. So besides any perspective on St. Louis, this journey of coming in because. Uh, if I'm correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, 360 yeah, yeah. was uh, printed a bunch of... They were a print shop yeah. in some ways and, 100%. and wanted to add this creative front end. Yep. 
Um, and this is what you were tasked with. Correct. Eight, six years. There's nothing here. There was nothing here. I mean, there were some. There are still a couple of people here who were here then. Okay. We were an art studio. Yeah, art I mean, studio, basically. Art, retouching. Studio, retouching. Um, we would uh, create the pre-press files, pre-media files, if you will, color separations, trapping, you name it. Uh-huh. Uh, still do all that? Or they, they didn't do that anymore, uh, right? We, we so, actually do, still do that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, that business has changed drastically yeah. going from what I would call a very analog business to a very digital-oriented sure. business. But it's very much part of what our value proposition is. Um, we have some big dreams in terms of what we want to try to do in this uh in this industry, but to get back to your question, yeah, we're talking about an organization that um, was well respected within the context of who they were mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And our owner at the time felt like there was an opportunity, and, and we clearly believed it and still believe it, to really truly create an end to end solution. Okay. Mm-hmm. One that looks at all the disciplines from beginning to end as being equal and important to that brand machine, to building a brand. And so we lacked, severely lacked, a strategic and creative component. Now, you talk to any creative person or any strategy person worth their salt, and you say, hey, come aboard, join this organization here, which is strictly about color separations, retouching, and they're like, fuck no, I'm not, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. So it's really hard, it was really hard to sort of get people to think about us in a different way. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, and I think I mentioned this when we all got together, probably one of the biggest challenges was just changing the mind frame here. Mm-hmm. How, to, how to be a, a brand partner versus a supplier, one of many. Yeah. And if you think about that world, that world is highly commoditized. Yeah. I mean, I believe the agency business is actually becoming highly commoditized. Um, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. Um, so getting people to sort of change the way they operate here how they inter- interact with clients. You know, the example that I've always used, Jeff, is really simple. You can go into a car dealership to go buy a car, and you ask the guy you're talking to to give for his card, and he's going to hand you a card, and it's going to say account executive on it. Yep. And you can go to the greatest agency in the world, no matter who it is, and you'll get a card from somebody that says account okay. executive. Yeah. Two completely different people with different backgrounds. They're both account executives. So we have a, had a bunch of account executives here who didn't know how to be account executives. Right. And so there was a lot of training there, a lot mm-hmm. of change in terms of what we mm-hmm. wanted, how we wanted it, et cetera, et cetera. So just the internal struggle yeah. was massive yeah. versus trying to change yeah. the outside. Versus hiring anyone. It's like just getting your own organization. Just 100%. So did, when you came here, how, how did you go about that? Because I assume starting your own agency and building that is a very different proposition than walking into sure. a, a ship going one direction sure. and having to turn sure. the Absolutely. thing around. Well, you go into these things believing that everybody is on board and they're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> and then when you get on board, you realize that like, the first person they want out is you, the right, new guy. Right. There, were, there was a lot like, of fighting. You're coming in here trained to change this thing. Yeah, yeah. And who, nobody likes who it, right? Who is this guy? Who is this New York guy? Exa- exactly. Um, fights. I mean, yeah. Yeah. quite honestly, fights. Yeah. Um, it's as simple as that. Yelling, screaming, battling. Um <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it any other way. Yeah. They were just like a lot of fights. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, there are still lingering effects from that. Yeah. Um, I know who were the troublemakers then, and maybe they aren't now, but yeah. it's, I don't know, I'm a New Yorker. I don't forget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know it was pretty miserable at times. Yeah. I, you know, part of me was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. 
And the other part of me is, fuck, if you're going to change the way I'm going to do this, yeah. I'm here to do it, I'm going to do it, and yeah, tough. When you, when you look back at that change experience, because that's, I think, you know, every organization is under pressure to figure out how to build a change-ready culture, right? Because just the way the world works now, right. everyone's being disrupted, every industry, and everybody's got to... Take businesses that have been in business. So I would take issue with that and say, don't don't worry about being a change ready culture. Drive the change. Okay. So yeah, tell me about that. This is what you've learned from doing this. What is so? Yeah, tell me about that. So I think that it's really important to, you know, to really not only just live in the moment, Mm -hmm. but to see. I mean, you know this. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to be in five years as an industry? Yeah. I mean, look at the past five years. Some of the things that that have happened and changed. The relationships that agencies have had with brands for decades are gone. Um, I don't need to get into all that. Yeah, but you're right. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So where are we going? Where are we headed? Mm-hmm. What are what are major clients looking for? Yeah. And we see some things out there that indicate that the agency business is going to change rapidly. Yep. You know, one of the things that we made a decision to do six, seven, eight years ago is we're not we're not going to get involved in TV. That is not we. There are places that can do it much better than we can. Yeah. We didn't want to have those conversations. And by the way, we don't even see that as a business opportunity. Yeah. They're great. They're fun. We've all done it. Yep. Cool. We, again, we talked a little bit about that when we met last time. Yep. What we want to do is we want to focus on retail. We want to focus on what we're calling the consumer handshake. Okay. So whenever a brand is truly there with mm-hmm. a consumer, it could be retail, it could be digital, it could be experiential, but it is an active you know, two-way conversation mm-hmm. with the consumer. Mm-hmm. Where we're going now, I think, is sort of going into the next phase of that, but it's becoming very much a, a highly competitive deal with clients. Yeah. So procurement, very much involved in what's going on. Yep. It is maddening what's happening. Yep. And you can choose to either be upset by it and whine about it, which I've done for the past couple of years, yep. and now what we're going to do is we're going to hear it, understand it, and react to it. Okay. So from a global perspective, mm-hmm. what is a brand looking to do? What are the P&Gs of the world looking to do? Unilevers of the world, mm-hmm. L'Oreal, what are these companies looking to do? They're looking to maximize their global infrastructure. That's, that would be a competitive advantage for them, mm-hmm. is to squeeze every cent value out of every dollar they spend. There's massive waste going on. You look at countries and various regions, everybody's off doing their own thing, mm-hmm. And what's happening, for the most part, is there's a huge amount of waste, there's a huge amount of duplication, and more importantly, what's happening to a lot of brands is a brand is not being represented correctly in every single region of the world. Yeah. So what if they could um, find an organization that could help them not only um, create those brands, but also help them connect and control everything that's going on with those brands globally. Mm-hmm. That's a, in my mind, that's a procurement person's wet dream. That's right. what they're looking to do. Yeah. So how can we do that? How can we change the value of an hour? Yeah. In other words, not do it cheaper, yeah. but how can we give you more for that hour? Yeah. And how can we give you back that control that you've lost? Part of that comes from honest, authentic integration. All the cool stuff that happens up front that we all love to do. Yeah but a lot of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. That isn't particularly cool right. as it relates to workflows, as it relates to some of the back-end things that mm-hmm. this company has been known for, mm-hmm. and integrate that all together. So you have fewer organizations out there 
you know, 20 resources is going to charge you 20 markups. Yep. One organization is going to charge you one. The interesting thing is we're not talking about consolidation. All we're talking about is having the right people in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you could hire yourself another above-the-line agency or two if that's what you wanted to do with the savings that we could provide. Yeah. Um, So it's a very, very global outlook. Okay. Connecting and helping um, companies control what they create versus crying about it all. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So you guys... Are positioning yourself on a grand scale. You right. need, you want to go after big clients Correct. and save them big money by helping them get right. get it all correct around the world, right. which is hugely Absolutely. ambitious, right? It is. It takes. You know, we're trying to find this perfect balance yeah. of art, science, and technology. Yeah, right? technology is really at, at, I guess, what you call the foundation of everything that we do, and we have some mind blowing technology that right. is. Extremely proprietary and very, very cool and really does truly help us become more efficient. You know, if I was in, as an example, if I was in the 3D business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I saw this technology, I'm finding a new business. Really? Uh, truly, 100%. Just, and this is because, 3D modeling of just to, for everyone out there. This is like walking it through, fly through retail spaces, event fly, spaces, those kinds of things. All of that. Yeah. Um, the representation of a product. So think about... Think about retail and think about e-commerce mm-hmm. as an example. E-commerce is truly going to change the way people shop. Yeah. It's going to. Yeah. Okay? Everybody has their different theories on when and how, et cetera, et cetera. But if you were to look at, in my opinion, big bulky products, commodity type products, man, if you're not the one that people are having delivered to their home, yeah. just think about that from a retail perspective. Yeah. Last year, three years ago, five years ago, I'm trying to get people to fill their shopping cart with my brand. Uh-huh. Now, with e-commerce in certain categories, metaphorically speaking, people are coming into a retail store with their shopping cart half full. Yeah. Because the shit's already at home. Yeah. Toilet paper, dog food, yeah. canned goods, things that I use all the time. I'm not even going down those aisles. Yeah. So if you're not that brand that's yeah. being sent, now, now you fought to get in the cart your battle now has changed. The battlefield's changed. What you need to do is you need to figure out how to get the other guys out of the car yeah. before you can get in. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, It is unbelievably amazing. Yeah. So yeah. the reason why I bring that up is yeah. because how your brand is brought to life online is mm-hmm. incredibly important. Yep. Right now, you go to Amazon. Somebody takes a stupid iPhone picture of the product. It's exactly the package that's on a shelf. It looks like crap. The, the whole thing sucks. Yeah. But just think if you can bring that to life in a way where people can do things online that they can't even do at the shelf in yeah. a store. Yeah. See how a product works. Yeah. Have it do what it does. Um, be able to read the whole package online. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You just see the front of the package. So, right. so there are things that um, are going to... There are... Uh, trying to kind of walk around some things without sure, bringing them up. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like it. But it sounds like the, the space... You're taking... I mean... Coming from the POS business and the, the last five feet in retail and that last one, yep. it's, it's all online now. It's the same idea. Yep. It's that last five feet of Absolutely. purchasing and, and trying to translate all the things you know sure. from there into this so digital you're space. Just bringing, I mean, just bringing it to life yeah. online. I mean, you go into a grocery store, a grocery store hasn't changed basically in at least as long as I've been alive. Sure. Right? Yeah. 
But we all shop based on occasions. Yeah. I mean, the occasion is different all the time, but I'm going to go to the store tomorrow because I'm going to have people over the house on Sunday. Right. Have a party. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be great if you can go online and just say, hey, today I'm shopping for a party. Right. 12 would... people, and now I am in a party store. Yeah. I don't need to see baby food. Right. I don't need to see dog food. Right. Give me all the stuff that, that I need now. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow I'm shopping maybe for a different reason, just to stock the pantry for the week for the family. Yeah. So that's the environment that I shop. Yeah. And it comes to life. It's my custom store. Wow. It's pretty cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Yeah. So that's what you guys are working on. That's what we're trying to anyway. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Indeed. That's really cool. Um, I, so yeah, tell me, I'd love to go back. I think that's, that's a, such a fascinating conversation, but I wonder looking back now, so now you've had seven years in the driver's seat of this thing, built this fast-growing organization. Um, I'd love to hear any more thoughts on just how St. Louis t- talent stacks up, mm-hmm. just what what we do well, what sure. we don't. And then I'd love to hear just some of the clients, that just some of the work that you guys yeah. have. Uh, so as far as St. Louis and yeah. talent goes, yeah. I think we have a problem, yeah. a major problem okay. here. And uh, for anybody who's running an organization here in St. Louis... I would, I would essentially love to see everybody come together with the Ed Club, yep. other organizations, and do whatever they can to create a situation where people want to come to St. Louis mm-hmm. because St. Louis is a great creative community. Yeah. What's happening right now, and we're going to put ourselves out of business if you're just going to be about St. Louis, is yeah. we're trading talent. Yeah. I mean, every time, and I, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I, every time somebody moves from agency to agency, it's another 10 grand, another 20 grand, and we're just going to put ourselves out of business right. because there's no raw new talent coming in. Yeah. I think we're doing a pretty bad job okay. as, as a magnet for being a cool, creative city. Yeah. We need to figure out how to do that, and it's, uh, it's an enormous job. It's going to certainly take time. Mm-hmm. But supporting, you know, organizations like the Ad Club, I think some of the people who are running it over the past year or two have done a really great job in terms of at least making the award ceremony feel like it's meaningful yeah. um, and hopefully creating some notoriety. But back in New York, I never had to worry about finding talent. I just needed to find talent that would fit the culture of my organization. Right. Now it's a huge, huge problem for me, finding talent here. Okay. Um, at all levels or just yeah I, I would say pretty much at all levels yeah. I think writers man if oh, you're a writer tough. in this town yeah and it's just bizarre but if you're a writer in this town I think you can write your own ticket if you're yeah. if I, you I can tell, bring everything else God I tell young writers that all the time I know that's always a struggle it was for me yeah. just good it's yeah good concept yeah you're right interesting okay well that's good to know so that's so how if you're I feel a writer out there, get a book together. Give us a call. <laughs> Absolutely. Get on a call. No doubt about it. That's fun. You had a couple other questions. Yeah, no, that. and I just, I'm just curious, like, what, uh, I look out, I see lots of beer, so you guys are still doing, this has been a brewery shop for a long time. We have been working with AB for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. We are first. And, and still are. And still are. So let's say congratulations to that, because not a lot I'm of I'm glad you recognize that. Our um, town can even do that. So whatever you've been doing for yeah. that. So we opened great. a New York office. Yep. We have people up there okay. from here every Good. week. And, and to me, that's so important, because for a long time, the talent, the shops that were here obviously did a lot for AB, and because of AB, yep. there was a lot of talent. And when that went south, I think it changed the dynamic of the town. Agreed. But I think the fact that you guys have still kept that, kept that vital yep. here... Mm-hmm. is a huge deal. Yeah, as yeah. I understand it, there's uh, a handful, I'm not even going to throw a number out there, a very, very short list of organizations 
from St. Louis who are actively doing a lot of work with yeah. AB. Yeah. There's probably some other organizations that are doing projects or sure. here and there. Yep. Um, a large a, a large amount of work for AB is done here. Yeah. Each year more and more is coming through, you know, our strategic services and our creative services. Mm -hmm. That is not a testament to me at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It is to the talent that we have here. Yeah. Um, and it's the talent combined with people who are relentless in making sure that they're always going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Some clients are challenges, and I'll use the word challenge. Sure. They are a challenge. Sure. And clients should be a challenge, yep. but they are a special challenge. Yep. And to be able to combine a, a talent along with that relentless pursuit of, fine, we didn't win yesterday, but damn it, we'll win tomorrow. To keep on doing it, keep mm -hmm. on doing it. We've had, just over the past few weeks, some huge, huge wins. Oh, great. Um, over, you know, what most of us would consider to be the top agencies yeah, in the world. Yeah, world-class shops. Yeah, guys that you're like, Absolutely. this is who I... Yeah. This is who who I did this? Group, three, group 360. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, group 360. Yeah. We fantastic. don't suck. Yeah. We yeah. don't suck. Yeah. And so uh, the team here has been fabulous. That's great. Absolutely. And anytime you can hang in that world, because yep. that's the one thing about working at the breweries, you're going to be up against the best, mm -hmm. right? Which mm -hmm. is always yep. great. Win, yep. win, lose, or draw. And if you win, you're like, it just kind of sure. gives you a measuring stick. It's that either you... sadness or euphoria. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> one of the right. two. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Billy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think that that, I know that they are, no secret, a tough organization because their procurement letter, a lot of it is sure. procurement on the front right. end. I, I'm guessing that has made you a sharper company having to go through that with everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Just I trying to that, figure that piece out. Yeah. We have been very, very fortunate in that we work with a lot of large clients. Yeah. And they all have um, that, that procurement, procurement piece Procurement piece. So we've been very used to dealing with that. Yeah. Um, the terms that AB lays out there, yeah. the business terms yeah. are very difficult for yep. a small organization. Yep. I can tell you that... You know, my agency in New York, 50, 60 people, we would have had a tough time with yeah. those from a financial perspective. Sure. So having the, um, uh, just call it the strength, if you will, mm -hmm. to be able to deal with that has certainly helped us without yeah. question to put up with it, to deal yeah. with it. We don't like it any more than anybody else, yeah. but... I mean, you got to be you got to be willing to do it. Yeah. We, I think we've been a great partner for them. Yeah, yeah. I bet you have. Yeah. Well, it seems like this this shop was made at that moment. Just having been in the commodity side of it, at least you understood that side of how to negotiate right. those prices and yep. then deal with that whole just Absolutely. where they needed to be on there. Indeed. You know? Yeah. So that's really really interesting. So, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on just where uh, we sort of started to touch on where the agency of the future needs to go and mm -hmm. how it's going to be organized and right. just sort of things you see and things you're looking out for. Any absolutely, on that would be I think that you need to be able to provide and show. I mean, unequivocally, show how you add value. Mm -hmm. You can play in the world of our ideas are better than that other company's ideas, and that's fine. And I do think that there's an element to that. But what can you provide to the organization of substantial value that isn't, all right, um, how good are you today? Right? Because mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's the biggest change that's happened in our business is you're as good as your last idea. Yeah. What else can you provide? And I think that's where a lot of the integration, a lot of the back-end services that yeah. um, we offer truly do help in terms of added value. Mm -hmm. You know, think about this, Jeff. Um, let's just take something as simple as creating a brand, packaging a brand, and putting it in a retail store. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all get excited about 
the uh, finding the white space. Where does this brand live? Who does it appeal to? The packaging, the advertising, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, there is some point where everybody sort of says, we're done. Yeah. But there's this whole other world of actually getting it to the shelf. Yeah, yeah. If you can provide immense value for that half yeah. and actually take what has been created and have it manifest itself at the shelf just as it was mm-hmm. created... Mm-hmm. That's of immense value, and companies are challenged with that. Yeah. And doing that on a global basis and doing it fast, what's it worth if you identify white space? You know, let's go back a few years. Yeah. What's this, what, is it, what was it worth to um, a yogurt company mm-hmm. to be the first one out there with Greek yogurt? And then once it got hot, yeah. what was it worth for the second one to yeah. be out there? Yeah, yeah. To create that brand, to actually get it out there on the shelves, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, but I bet you it was a lot. Sure. So how can you how can you help them do that? Yeah. That's so, what so we're trying you guys to do. Get get into your clients and not only help them develop the products, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It sounds like. Yep. Which is yep. hugely fun. Correct. So that's on the way front yep. end. But helping helping integrate their partners, their yeah. outside constituents, all the stakeholders involved. Yep. And, I mean Which is immense. It is unbelievably yep. immense, and thank God I personally don't have to worry about yeah. it. But we do have subject subject matter experts mm-hmm. in a variety of areas that all work together yeah. to do what you're suggesting, yeah. which is get it to the shelf. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, that's that's huge. It's funny because agencies, and you you know this, within organizations can always help connect organizations because most organizations are very siloed. Yep. Sales, marketing, and we get to talk to lots of different players and so we end up helping organizations connect each other on the front end right and so it sounds like you guys are doing this on the back end with organizations and helping them because they have all these departments that are supposed to do this 100% but it sounds like they don't and I tell you what there are a lot of just large dysfunctional organizations as I'm sure you're well aware who uh, because of them being so siloed on the front end think about the immense waste that goes on and I'm not talking about just from a financial perspective from a brain power perspective, yeah. from a time perspective, um, it's yeah. absolutely truly mind-boggling. So we we actually do offer some services and some technology to help on the front end, large organizations. Yeah. Again, on a global perspective, we're not interested in fifty thousand dollar projects, hundred thousand dollar projects, two hundred thousand dollar projects. Yeah. We're interested in twenty five million dollar yeah. deals. That's right. what we're interested in. Yeah. Because we can save you on top of that twenty five million dollars. Yeah. That's a conversation worth having. That's a conversation worth spending months yeah. getting to. Um, that's that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Indeed. Well it's funny. It's it's uh, in this town, and I don't know if you know the history, but there was Darcy, right? Yeah. And they had a, a while. Yeah, we have some people from Darcy. Yeah, there's Zipatoni, and everybody Absolutely. worked at Zipatoni. Zipatoni some stole point. some of my people back yeah. in New York when they opened up Everyone's the New York Everyone kind of office. had an era. Sounds like you guys are in, it's like your time, right? Right I, now, you guys have kind of figured this out. I hope, <laughs> I hope we don't go the way of some of the organizations yeah, you just mentioned. But yeah. everyone has, but that's a run. You have a good good 20-year run We are. this thing, Yeah, right? we are... Um, I think we're on to something. Yeah. We have, I don't want you to walk out of here thinking that, wow, we've got it all figured out. No, we no, don't. no. No one ever does. Yeah. No uh, ever we're does. sort of going Yeah. Going through it at, at you know, the at times a snail's pace yeah. and making a an enormous amount of mistakes along the way. Sure. But the fact of the matter is I do think we have an interesting vision. Yeah. And... Um, it's people are responding to it yeah. really pretty positively. That's Absolutely. Awesome. So, if, and then I wonder if there's anything else just on creative leadership, just sure. to kind of to sum all this up, because you have 
I don't know how many creators, but I'm sure we're 50, about 75. 60, 75. Okay, yeah. that's a big, yeah. big department. Yeah. Um, and and are you? Do you still get to do do creative? Are you still running brainstorms? Or are you I'll mostly you just what, lots I of am, management? You got me of, right now at a time where I'm incredibly frustrated as a creative are guy. You? Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, that's a I'm, tough. That's a tough task, isn't it? When you got that many people. Well, in just think about how stupid our business is, right? Yeah. Hey, we'd like you to be an ECD because you're an awesome creative director. Yeah. And, and by the way, we're not going to let you be a creative director <laughs> anymore. Um, it's just dumb but um, so I sort of look at uh, I sort of look at my role at least right now is um, controlling circumstances being in charge of circumstances it's really interesting yeah we are all in search of the latest and greatest and best thinking but nobody is willing to put the time and effort in to create the circumstances to be able to do that okay okay yep and so my role right now is Theoretically, since I understand what it takes to be able to get there, yeah. is to try and do all the battling and all the fighting mm-hmm. to create the circumstances where my teams can do their best work. Yep. So what do I mean by circumstances? Having the right kind of information, uh, having the right kind of time, having the right kind of resources, mm-hmm. having the right kind of answers to questions. Um, you know, the best I possibly can. So that means that I'm the biggest asshole in the company. Right. I'm the one who's going to fight with everybody. Yep. We Except for more, to your team. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to need two more people on yep. this team. Yep. We're not doing this until we get a creator brief, but we need it tomorrow. By the way, we're not fucking doing it tomorrow. I can't tell the client that. Well, get them on the phone and I'll tell them. Oh, no, we don't want you talking to the client. You know, it's that, I, it's I, that kind of there. stuff, and I'm yep. sure you've had those yep. conversations. Yep. But it is mind-boggling to me yep. that nobody will spend the time to create circumstances that can lay the groundwork for doing really, really remarkable work. Yeah. People just want it now. Just uh-huh. want it now. They and by the way, I'm not going to invest any time at all. Yeah. So that's sort of the, so, what so I'm doing. Yeah. You are you are in charge of the environment. You right. are the head gardener, the person who has to make yeah, this I would place, say right? For to sure. Grow the flowers. Right. To yeah. do that, uh, very much involved in new business and trying yeah, to of course. build some teams. We're trying to build a team right now currently in London. Oh, cool. Um, not 100% sure how we're going to ultimately do it or we yep. can do it organically mm-hmm. or are we going to actually acquire somebody we're thinking okay. about that cool um, so there's there's an enormous amount of time there and how does that how does that work as it relates to the culture that we've set up mm-hmm. you know one of the things we've done a really good job of is acquiring talent and not acquiring companies yeah so there's no baggage right there's yeah. just talent yeah and that yeah. talent sort of melds with what we have you yeah. acquire a company of say a few hundred people yeah. now all of a sudden and you've been through some of these Different things yourself yeah. you can see I'm sure you've seen firsthand yeah. exactly how challenging that could be at mm-hmm. times um, so we're trying to figure that kind of stuff out um, but no do I get to sit and brainstorm and actually have fun I, I haven't been able to do that in a while and it's been very very frustrating I bet I'll be honest with you yeah Free Allen. That's our new Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but can you do another PowerPoint? (laughs) Yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Sure, I should have went to college to learn how to do PowerPoints and keynotes. That's funny. Yeah, That's funny. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, anything else? We're right there. Right at time, man. Is this the time you want to be at? Yeah, that's where I'm uh, like, always good. Cool. 40 minutes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to talk about anything you want. Yeah. I'm happy to. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think it's interesting we you know that a new yorker comes here and uh, you know having had this experience of working against everyone and just seeing what a big city is like i've worked in london for a mm-hmm. couple years and it's yep. a, it is just because it's a huge city and you know there's breathtaking artwork and breathtaking you know there's just world class everywhere and yeah. it's uh, uh 
but you know, and then you come here, it's a different, it's just a different uh, city altogether. One hundred percent. Not necessarily good or bad, but I think, I do think our that this town's knowledge of retail and and that side yeah. of the business is pretty impressive. Yeah, I you think there. I've really met some really smart people here. Yeah. Um, so I don't Absolutely. think this town is lacking for yeah. smart people. No. We just need more of them. It's yeah. not that big a town. Yeah. Um, and I would love for people to go, you know what? I mean, just like people say, I'm going to go to New York because there's yeah. plenty of opportunity yeah. Yeah. there. I would love for people to say the same thing about St. Louis. Now, maybe one thing I should make perfectly clear is mm-hmm. we, my wife and I and my kids are here as well. Yeah. We, we love St. Louis. Yeah, good. Um, Hey, I did two hours each way on the Long Island Railroad in yeah. New York, and four hours a day commuting yeah. takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Um, and you don't have that able, here. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, to be able to be home in a half hour, yeah. to sort of just chill out and yeah. enjoy something that's less hectic mm-hmm. is refreshing. You yeah. sort of come in a little bit more energized yeah. on, on Monday, yeah. and that's kind of cool. Yeah. may not have been great for me 10 years ago, but... Right now, it's great because it's pretty damn hectic right now, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. Well, uh, I love. I think it's great to have a little New York attitude. I just think it's good to have, yeah. to have some people with, with a little edge. Yeah, we need indeed, that. Indeed. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to find people who are going to love me, and you're going to find people who are going to hate me. Yeah, there's really nobody in between. I think that just goes with the territory. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you're you're in the hot seat. I mean, it's it is the hot seat of any agency, yeah. right? Because yeah. yeah. it, sure. it kind of stops with you, my friend. Indeed. All right. Well, good to talk to you. Thank you really very good much to for meet coming you. up, I man. I really, really appreciate it. it. All yep, right. Indeed.